Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. It's time for Fibber McGee and Molly. Sundays through Thursdays, NBC brings you Fibber McGee and Molly transcribed. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Len Levinson and directed by Max Hutto. Fibber and Molly will be with you in a minute. Acid indigestion, that's the time for Tums. Always keep them handy, always carry Tums. When your stomach feels upset, take some Tums and you will get fast relief. Try some Tums, Tums. Here are some common sense rules about acid indigestion. First, don't over-alkalize. Second, don't treat acid stomach like a headache. And third, don't aggravate the upset with laxatives. If you take Tums, you're automatically following the rules. You see, Tums stop working the instant acid balance is restored. They can't over-alkalize. Secondly, Tums contain no headache medicine. They give you relief right in the tummy where it's needed. And third, Tums produce no laxative action. For on-the-spot relief, try Tums. Suffering from heartburn. Spend a dime for Tums. Get on the spot relief with T U M S Tums. There'll be an important meeting of a special committee of the Wistful Vista Women's Club at the club headquarters this afternoon. The chairman of said committee is on the telephone to a friend right now, saying... And I've been worrying about the darn meeting all week, Mabel. I don't know how I ever got into this thing in the first place. Hmm? Well, I don't know anything about conducting a meeting. I won't know which end of the quorum to wrap on the table with. Hey, Molly, you home? Yeah, I'll do the best I can, Mabel. Wish me luck. Bye. Hey, Molly, where are you, Molly? Oh, hi, kiddo. I was on the phone, McGee. Are you still worried about that committee meeting? Are you wondering what a chairman has to do? Yes, I was... Do you suffer from dizziness, falling confidence, and get a sinking feeling every time you think of it? Well, your troubles, my dear, are over. Don't tell me the clubhouse burned down, because that's the only way I can get out of it. No. I brought you home a book from downtown, a book with all the rules and regulations for running meetings. It's called Robert's Rules of Order. Oh, yes, the club has a copy of it, but... With this little book, Tootsie, you can run any size gathering from a political convention in Chicago to a group of three small boys smoking corn silk in the far corner of a silo. <laughs> One question. Shoot, I've got the answer right here. Question, since when do silos have corners? The one we had was a round deal. I mean parliamentary questions. How do you make a motion? Secondary debates. Yielding the floor. Oh, it sounds so complicated. Well, this really was thoughtful of you to get this book, McGee, and I wish I'd have seen it a week ago, but I've got to get dressed and leave for the committee meeting in about 15 minutes. So we better get with it, then. I'll give you a quick rundown between now and the time you leave. I'll tell you what. I'll even drive you to the women's club and keep drilling you on it all the way down there in the oh, car. Oh, dear. Oh, this stuff is all so formal, McGee. I don't know if any of it would stick in my mind. Oh, sure it will. you got a mind where everything sticks. You can remember more details out of our past than a drowning memory expert. I don't think it would. No, no, no. Can't say I don't think. Got to do this according to Robert's rules. Say, I object. All right, I object. Objections. Chairman says the question has been objected to. Shall the question be considered? All those in favor will be continued on page 89. How's that? Those in favor, please rise. Be seated. Those opposed, rise. Be seated. 
Objection is not sustained and the question remains. That's how you take care of objections. Hmm. Sounds pretty slick, but what if one of the ladies gets up on the floor and says... Grocery boy! Hello there, kids. I brung your order, daughter. Where'll I put it? Oh, just set it wherever... let me handle this, Molly. I make a motion to lay it on the table. You second the motion? Second the motion. It has been moved and seconded to lay the matter on the kitchen table. Those in favor say aye. 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 Motion carried. Now then, old-timer, you carry the groceries over and lay them on the kitchen table. What you doing, kids? Playing games? Because I love... I'm just practicing Molly up on parliamentary procedure. She's got to preside as chairman of a committee down at the women's club this afternoon. Is that so? Yep. Well, best wishes, daughter. I got a cousin that's chairman at the state pen. Electric chairman. Has charge of it, that is. Uh, well, this is a different type of job, believe me. I sure hope so, because my cousin's job is very tiring, daughter. Poor fellow don't dare sit down for a minute. But I can't dilly-dally, daughter. You got tomorrow's grocery order ready for me? There's a call from the floor for the orders of the day, Madam Chairman. Oh, I've been so busy, I'll have to phone it in to you tomorrow. Well, I guess that makes you out of order, daughter. And as for me, I'm going to make a motion towards the door. So long, kids. Oh, will you look at the time? i got to hurry and dress. Now, you go right ahead. I'll just tag along and keep indoculating you with the proper procedure for conducting a meeting, and that way... You'll tag along and keep doing what? Indoculating you. That's a new word I just made up. Combination of indoctrinating and inoculating. What does it mean? Well, very simple. You know what indoctrinate means? Certainly. It means to teach, uh, well, to teach so well that the person believes it, even subconsciously. Right. So now what does inoculate mean? That means to vaccinate somebody by jabbing them with a needle. That's what I say. I'm going to inoculate you. I'm going to keep needling you till you know this stuff in your sleep. <laughs> now, after you call the meeting to order, we'll be sitting... <laughs> There's more fun with the McGee's shortly. All is dependable, see, so dependable, they as dependable as can be. That's why every year more people buy RCA Victor than any other TV for dependability. Right now, the motto at your RCA Victor dealer is look, listen, and save. Look at the brand new collection of the most beautiful sets in TV land. Look at the new all-clear picture with a 212% improvement in picture contrast. Listen to famous Golden Throat Fidelity Sound, the richest sound ever heard on TV. Save on the lowest prices in RCA Victor history. It's dependable, C. so dependable, A, as dependable as can be. That's why every year more people buy RCA Victor than any other TV for dependability. Remember the world's best names for quality. RCA and RCA Victor. This is harder to grasp than a guppy with grease gloves. Well, let's try it once more. Now, if someone says, Madam Chairman, I rise to a point of order. I make the speaker sit down, and the riser then states the point of order. Then I decide if there's been a serious breach of decorum, and if there is... Put out your hand when you want to stop. Some driver up ahead ought to have his license took away. Who taught you to drive, bud, you jughead? Hush, McGee, it's a lady driving. I should have known it. Now, where were we? You were telling me about decorum in debate. Oh, yeah. There mustn't be any improper remarks or impolite words. Because... Get going, get going, you sleepwalking zombie. 
and in referring to other members, speakers should avoid using their name. You just call them zombies, huh? No, no, you just say the member who spoke last or the lady in the crazy hat or something descriptive like that, see? You never say, uh-oh, here's a, here's a parking space. Well, I'll make out the best I can. It's just about time for the meeting. I'll give you a few more fast tips before you go in, Molly. Now, for instance, in case of fire, riot, or serious disorder... Like, for instance, if a mouse runs across the floor, the chair has the right to adjourn the meeting. Let the meeting adjourn itself. The chairman will be up on the chair. I better go in. And in case of an earthquake, you can say, there's a motion on the floor, ladies. Let's scram. McGee, I mustn't be late. Well, you just take this book along with you in case you have any further questions. And if one of them dames gets sassy with you, just use the book, you hear? Smack her over the head with it. All right, I've got to hurry, though. I'll wait for you, or else I'll come back. How long do you think you'll be? Shouldn't be over an hour. If it's longer, look in the section for adjourning. Ah, oh, there goes a good kid. And lucky, too. Not many women that get themselves appointed chairman of a committee have got a husband that'll go to the trouble I went to today to... Hey, Doc! Over here, Fatso! Well, what are you doing here, small, loud, and useless? I'm waiting for Molly in the women's club, wide sides. I just holler at you because I haven't got anything to read, and I thought talking to you would be better than just staring out the car window. You did, huh? But on second thought, you go on where you're going. I'd rather stare out the window. You're an ungracious, stupid, illiterate little boor and a very dull character, McGee. Sticks and stones may hurt my bones and build up your practice, Docky, but a soft answer turneth away wrath. That's about the most muddled motto I've ever heard. It is? Well, thank you, Doctor. What's a muddled motto? What you just uttered, combining halves of two old sayings so they make utterly no sense, like uh, people who live in glass houses gather no moss. My gosh, is that something new to you, dangle ears? I make them up all the time. Inadvertently, most of them. Yes, I know. Like a fool and his money are worth two in the bush. <laughs> or you can lead a horse to water, but a pencil must be led, and it's a long road that has no stone unturned. I have a patient who says all work and no play keeps the doctor away. Personally, I prefer the one of... Oh, hello, Molly. Good afternoon, doctor. What happened, Molly? Is this the wrong day for the meeting? No, no, it's all over. This quick? Molly's chairman of a committee at the club, Doc. Mm-hmm. What committee was it, Molly? The committee of the whole. Committee of the whole? If I remember my Robert's rules of order, that means the whole club, doesn't it? That kind of a chairman has a pretty big job. Well, Natch. No, you're thinking of W-H-O-L-E, Doctor. My committee is spelled H-O-L-E, meaning a large excavation. Huh? When we bought the property, there was a big hole where a house used to be. So they appointed me to chair a committee to decide what to do about it. Sounds fascinating. Well, we didn't know whether to save it for the basement of an annex building later or turn it into a swimming pool. I've been polishing Molly up on parliamentary procedure so she could run the meetings right. Mm -hmm. If I do say so myself, she's a whiz. How'd you make out, kiddo? Oh, just ducky. I call the meeting to order. Yeah? Mrs. Frobish got up, announced that the hole had been filled in and moved that the committee disbanded. It was seconded, everybody voted aye, the meeting was adjourned, and here I am. Nice seeing you, Doctor. Let's go home. Yes, okay? sir. The committee... We'll say goodnight to Fibber and Molly in a moment. Let's talk about Wednesdays for a moment. In fact, let's talk about a particular Wednesday, tomorrow. The reason... Well, because NBC has a grand program lineup in store that you certainly should know about. This is John Wald, and I'd like to list tomorrow's favorites for you. There's Frank Sinatra for music and some light, easy-to-take chatter. There's the energetic Bill Cullen with the quiz game, Walk a Mile. There's the one and only Groucho Marx to make you laugh with his 30-minute mix-up of questions, answers, and ad-libs. And there's dramatic entertainment with the big story the program that tells the true and exciting account of the newspaper world behind the scenes. 
And, of course, there's our own lovable McGee's, Fibber and Molly, in tomorrow's lineup. It's a well-balanced evening of variety entertainment with music, laughs, and drama. So be on hand tomorrow evening for Frank Sinatra, Walk a Mile, Groucho Marx, The Big Story, and The McGee's, all on NBC. Ladies and gentlemen, with us here tonight is Brigadier General Clinton D. Vincent, Vice Commander of the Western Air Defense Force. General Vincent. Thank you, John. It's a real pleasure to be on this program tonight to pay tribute to a longtime member of the Fibber and Molly cast, Bill Thompson, whom you know as the old-timer and as Wallace Wimple. Well, I'll just get out of character, uh, General, and talk in my own voice. Bill, on behalf of the Air Defense Command of the United States, I present you with these lapel wings, making you an honorary Ground Observer Corps supervisor. And I'm also happy to give you our Exceptional Service Award. Well, uh, thank you, General. I, uh, let me pin the wings on, General. Hear me, I do it. If you will, Molly. Bill, there isn't enough time on this program to list your many contributions to the GOC. I know of no person in the United States who has done more to stimulate interest in the Ground Observer Corps, the most vital part of our nation's air defense system. Well, uh, thank you, General Vincent, and I'm very proud to be of help. There you are, Bill. Congratulations. Yeah, congratulations, Bill. That's swell. Thank you, Bill Thompson, and thank you, Fibber and Molly. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night, all. Fibber McGee and Molly is an NBC Radio Network production transcribed with Bill Thompson as the old-timer and Arthur Q. Bryan as Dr. Gamble. Well, tomorrow, McGee goes through a crisis that brings into play all his 30 pioneer blood. This is John Wald reminding you to be with us then for Fibber, McGee, and Molly. Enjoy top intercollegiate football Saturday on the NBC radio network.